Hello everybody, welcome to Battle Tagged. This is episode 45. I'm your host, Cinder. Nero's still not back yet. He's moving house tomorrow and the baby's coming soon. It's all, it's all happening. Um, but in the meantime, I do have some amazing guests this week. Uh, Mythic, uh, sorry, Normal and Heroic Uldia opens this week. And we thought, well, we should have a chat about raiding. If uh, anyone's wanting to get into raiding Uldia for the first time, raiding for the first time in Uldia, I'm doing very well tonight. I've not had enough caffeine tonight, guys. I'm really sorry. <laughs> anyway, lovely guests this evening. We have Ivy and Josh. Hello, guys. How you doing? Hey, how's it going? Doing well. How are you, Cinder? Splendid. A little bit scatterbrained, more so than usual tonight. Hello, Anne in the chat. Anne knows how scatterbrained I get. It's going to be a good one. Totally winging it. <laughs> Sorry. So thank you both for being here tonight. Um, I'm very glad that I didn't have to talk to myself about raiding. Um, it's always better to get, you know, other far more talented people than myself doing this. So I'm glad that you guys are here. Um, I've got a couple of interview questions for you, just so that everyone can get to know who you are. So, um, Josh, we'll start off with you. Who are you? Well, hi, I am Josh. I don't hi, know if there's much more about that, but that, that's who I am. Um, I play Warcraft and things like that, and I raid, and, and I'm doing the things. Fabulous. Uh, Ivy, who are you? Hi, I am Ivy. I am a holy priest extraordinaire very talented, very beautiful, and I'm <laughs> here to talk about raiding with Cinder and Josh. Fabulous. All of these things are true, by the way. And I've got to not call you not Ivy, because, yeah, I, I hear your voice and I'm like, oh. Anyway, um, Ivy, you've just said that you're a, a holy priest. Josh, what do you play? Uh, tank, so I'm playing a prop warrior currently. Oh, how's um, that going? And uh, fun. Very fun. Yeah. Really enjoying it. Yeah. Um, we'll see how we go when we get into raiding. Yeah. But so far, so good in mythics, which is always a plus. Mm -hmm. um, but just in case, I am also gearing up a blood DK oh, uh, and a prop belly. Yep. Because you always need a blood DK. You do. <laughs> you definitely do. If, if Agrimar taught us anything, you always mm. need at least one. Mm. And five rogues. And Maybe. probably two more blood decays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ivy, you got any alts going on? Have you, like, you've got your Holy Priest, have you been leveling any alts as well? Yes, I also have to have a second alt raid ready, mm -hmm. uh, which I am currently going with the Resto Shaman, which also has an elemental off spec, as I'm designated to play ranged DPS if there is a need for it. Ah. However, as it's currently looking, elemental, not in the greatest spot. No! Probably won't be playing it. It's a little bit shit a little bit sad yeah yeah we might touch on the split uh like the the yeah the split runs and stuff and the um alt thing a bit later because um i don't do that and i've always just been curious about how people who do do it manage it because it makes me tired just thinking about it um when did you guys start playing josh we'll start with you when did you start playing wow and has have you always been into the raiding side of it um, not always into the rating side of it. I started in vanilla, nice. which was what, 13 years ago. Yeah. A while ago. <laughs> Something like that. A while ago. I, I was, I was young when it, when I started, mm -hmm. um, 
I started kind of raiding in Cataclysm, mm -hmm. then took a break in Warlords and the start of Legion, and now I'm back raiding. Fabulous. That's cool. Abby, what about you? I have been playing since Classic as well. I am a Classic baby. I was 12 at the time that it came out, and I wanted to play it, so I did. Nice. Um, I have been playing a priest the entire time along. Really? So, yeah. Oh, not really? always not always holy. I did play a couple expansions as Shadow mainly. Mm -hmm. But yes, I always have been in the raiding side of things. Even expansions I have hated with a passion have produced mint raids. Yeah. Did not like Miss Pandaria. Throne of Thunder is still one of the best raids Blizzard has ever created. Nice. That's fair. I loved Mists, but that was my first real expansion, so I think I have a super soft spot for it. But that's just me. Um, Alright, well then, what's your favourite thing about raiding, Ivy? If you've been doing it from day dot, why do you keep doing it? What is it that you love about it? Raiding is a way of engaging with a community towards a common goal. It forces you to try and work out disputes, figure out strategies, and honestly, it's just fun overcoming something that's difficult. Yeah. That's a very grown-up answer. That's responsible and sensible. I just like also, hitting things like in the face. I like throwing out smites. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. Josh, what about you? What What are you loving about raiding? What am I loving about raiding? Um, everything at the moment. Mm. Uh, I enjoy tanking. I enjoy tanking with someone that is on the same page as me. Mm -hmm. I've had a couple of different people I have tanked with over the years. Um, and currently we're meshing really well, which is fantastic. It makes everything so much easier. It really does. Um, That's, I'm excited for your team just for that alone. That's really good. It's very good. I'm, yeah. I'm really happy about it. Um, and the raid, the raid team that I'm with as a whole at the moment is really good. We had some, uh, shakes through legion mm. uh with some some people leaving and some some drama and things like that but we've come to the other side of it now which is great and i think that everyone on the team wants to be there which is awesome and everyone's kind of wanting the same thing which i think is great when you're playing a game with 23 or so other people yeah yeah definitely definitely oh it's very exciting okay well tell me what your favorite boss is of all time raid boss Favorite raid boss. Um, mm. recent one. I I personally really liked Argus Mythic. Me too. I really. Um, it was a ton of fun. It took us uh, just under four hundred pulls, I think, total, nice. which was nice. Yeah, that's, um, awesome. that's awesome. As a tank, it was great because we had to plan out cooldowns for the scythes and trying to work out how we did that. And there was a really great point towards the end of the expansion where we could start gearing again for damage instead mm -hmm. of running defensive trinkets to survive the scythes, mm -hmm. which is always a really great spot to think you can kind of overgear something. But, you know, discounting the randomness of abilities in phase one, <laughs> which, you know, could scythe the raid sometimes and whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I thought it was a really well put together fight with a really good kind of sense of progression. Yeah. I think phases one and two were a little bit mismatched in their difficulty mm -hmm. but i really enjoyed it overall i was a really great kind of capstone to our rating in legion yeah um and a really good kind of skill or a good uh, challenge i think as a tank as well and it had a killer and cinematic <laughs> yes that too 
<laughs> what about you, Ivy? What's your favorite read bus of all time? If you're not offended by it, I might list one for each expansion because Please. I'm pretty, pretty into it. Go for it. Please. So, for classic, my favorite boss was Onyxia. It was just the one I was introduced to, you know? That's the first raid I've gone into. Mm -hmm. I've had fun. It's always going to have a place in my heart. In uh, The Burning Crusade, my favorite boss was the bird boss in Zulaban. I can't remember his name right now, but I really enjoyed the mechanics that were in it. Mm -hmm. Especially when you were running Resto Druids and they had tree form and they were running really slow and they killed everyone. <laughs> that was fantastic. Um, in Wrath of the Lich King, I would say that my favorite boss would probably be... Um, probably Thorum in Ulduar. Okay. Um, I really enjoyed the split raid mechanic. It was sort of like the first time that I remember that being introduced into raiding where you had one group doing something completely out of the way and different to what another group was doing. Mm -hmm. um, then, of course, Cataclysm. Oh, I loved Cataclysm raiding with all of my heart. <laughs> but nothing tops Alakir. Alakir okay. was so great. Yeah. Like, just, Alakir, your servant calls for aid! <laughs> Just fantastic boss. Nice. Little glitchy at times. You know, it was it was kind of... It was kind of pretty glitchy, actually. <laughs> but it was a fun boss. He still Very love fun it. Boss. Yeah. Uh, so what comes after Cataclysm? That's Missa Pandaria. Yeah. Missa Pandaria, definitely Lation. Lation, hands down. Yeah. Lation, such a great boss, yeah. honestly. So much fun. First time I killed him was actually on a Warlock. Okay. But I did raid on a priest majority of the time. Mm -hmm. But Warlock, Warlock was kind of fun. After Miss came Wad. Wad, my favorite boss, was... Um, there was a lot of good bosses in Wad as well. But I think Imperator... Uh, Imperator is that his name? Yeah, Margok? The, uh, yeah, the yeah. ogre guy. Like, mm -hmm. that fight, even though it was 14 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So fun. I yeah. really enjoyed it. Yeah. The board comes Legion. Legion, my favorite boss was Mistress Sazine. Oh my god, no. I love no. her. <laughs> no. She is so fantastic. I mean, maybe I was a little biased because I did her as an Ellie shaman. Yes, yes. <laughs> there you go. Which, by the way, if people don't know, I raided with Cinder in her guild during Tuma Sargeras. I had to quit their guild due to in real life issues, but. It was fun, the time we got to spend it together. It was. It was. And uh, yes, I love Mistress Azine and Maiden, but don't tell anyone. <laughs> um, I liked Maiden as well, though. I actually really liked Maiden because I liked that it was, like, relatively simple, but, you know, you stuff something up and you really, you stuffed it up. The only thing I didn't get about Maiden is why did gnomes trigger everything? Oh, did they? Oh, they yeah, did! No, yes, that's yeah, right. We had... were legit broken. You had to race yeah, change. Yeah, we had someone had to race change. I remember now. Oh, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't the best. And of course, we were doing Tomb of Sargeras without any rogues for yeah. some god-awful reason. Because <laughs> we couldn't keep them. <laughs> and that brings us to Karen expansion. It does. And speaking of current expansion, what do we think of it? Are you enjoying it so far? I know we haven't raided yet, but... 
you know, leveling side of things and, and the whole experience. Um, what's everyone's thoughts? I guess I'll go first. Stunned silence because <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, <laughs> honestly, BFA, I have really enjoyed. I have one major complaint, though. Mm. The pacing of content was too slow. Oh, really? Okay. Like, we're having everything released next week when we really should have had Warfronts or Mythic Plus release. Actually, probably not Mythic Plus because that had cheating gear, but at least mm. Warfronts or something released before Raid. Yeah. So there's just been too long of a gap since content has been released. Yeah. That's fair. But otherwise, otherwise you're okay? Otherwise, yeah. it's good? Okay. What In about you, Josh? Horde Sorry. Story, especially. The Horde story? Yeah. I haven't done any of it yet. I don't know what's happening. Play both back really need to i know i just i haven't had the time yet yeah yeah josh what about you what are you thinking of bfa so far also really enjoying it so far yeah um took a couple of days off at start leveled in a in a session started right into heroics and mythics and everything to kind of get gear um as a whole, I really like it. I like the dungeon so far. I think they're going to be a ton of fun in Mythic Plus next week, which I'm really looking forward to. Mm -hmm. um, I like that my main is now done with world quests because I got exalted with 7th Legion, so I can now be a Dark oh. Iron Dwarf. Oh, so that's God. happened, or is happening. <laughs> well, done. Um, well done. Yeah, so so, I'm, so he's done. I just need to kind of keep up with some ults a little bit just because I want to. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I, like, I like this break before Raid because it lets me kind of not play all the time mm -hmm. to try to get everything done and uh keep everything moving and i can do other things like i don't know go to work and <laughs> play with the kids and everything so yeah. it's good um and i agree that there's probably a little bit of time uh, difference it's kind of a bit slow this week um but again i quite like it mm. yeah I'm the a little... last time i really did was uh, was missed so that was kind of straight into it yeah, and I just remember in my guild at the time there were people that were quite slow for it, so it always felt kind of bad because we were all trying to get into mm. to Mogashan vaults and not everyone was ready. Yeah. So we're trying to pull people in that weren't as geared, which was kind of a pain. So I like this kind of three week period of get everyone geared, get yeah. everyone ready, give some time to run through the mythics, learn their classes again, and then kind of smash into it all on Wednesday for us. Mm. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Like I, I from a story perspective, um, I think it would have been good to have Warfronts out this week just gone, um, just to make that keep moving. But yeah, I given same boat, real life has a really bad habit of getting in the way and it's been really hard to keep up with things, having to go to work and everything and have a real life. So I, I appreciate this gap here so that I um, am at the required level for me to go into my raids and stuff and, and not feel so far behind everybody else, though some people's eye levels are making me a bit sick already as it is. But that's <laughs> that's another story. Um, well, thank you both very much for, um, for indulging me and uh, telling me a bit about yourself and, um, and what you like. Um, our last, our fortnight... Uh, usually we do a little bit of, you know, what have we been up to? But I think we're kind of going to talk about that a little bit in um, in our preparations and stuff because I, uh, I feel like, well, I know for myself, uh, basically all I've been doing in-game has been towards being prepared for raid. Um, and I imagine it's probably similar for you guys. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Pretty much. 
Cool. All right. So we'll skip over that for now. Um, just really quickly going to do a, a couple of news things um, that people might be interested in. Um, in general, Blizzard news, uh, the BlizzCon hype train's already started, which I'm actually super excited about. Um, they've got a BlizzCon all-access kickoff short kickoff show live stream i wrote the wrong thing um and that's next week on september 12th uh you can go to blizzcon.com at 3 p.m ptd or 11 p.m gmt which for us aussies is 9 a.m on thursday september the 13th um they're gonna unbox the 2018 blizzcon goodie bag and apparently the first in-game item will be available for overwatch so i'm thinking and hoping that virtual tickets um have got to go on sale next week for that to even matter because who cares if it's in game if you can't get it um and every two weeks they're doing like a little votes thing of the blessed best of blizzcon um which is a little bit of fun so do you guys care about blizzcon at all is that something that you guys are into very much so yeah do you, you do the virtual ticket and everything yes uh for the last couple of years i've done the virtual ticket it's been a lot of fun yeah um watching all the stuff and kind of when I can, watching it live, and then when I can't, being able to watch it for, like, weeks afterwards mm. so I can get to all the different panels. Like, I watched the uh, Encounter design panel last year. Yep. Um, which was great, because it's effectively the first boss of Shrine of the Storm. Um, so it was nice oh, to see really? that kind of... Yeah, so it was nice to see oh, them kind of planning cool. it out and then also play it in-game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. I didn't, I didn't get to catch, I didn't see that one. I saw uh, some of the voiceover ones, which I found really interesting. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I try and watch it live and take the Monday um, off to, rec <laughs> to recover from getting up at like four o'clock in the morning, which is absolutely ridiculous, but it is what it is. Do you enjoy BlizzCon Ivy? Do you care about uh, BlizzCon at all? about it but <laughs> i'm a poor disabled girl like i ain't afford tickets fair enough but you care about it from the perspective of hey there's news and stuff that's happening yeah like i don't know i just find it i can pick i i care about it in the sense that voice actors are being cute yes <laughs> fair um, okay, in World of Warcraft, opening this week, this September the 4th, we've got the Uldir Raid opening on Normal and Heroic. Um, Mythic is going to open next week, September 11th and 12th, um, along with the first wing of LFR, and then every two weeks another LFR wing will open after that. Uh, also this week we have PvP Season 1, Mythic Plus Dungeons, and I think Warfronts, yeah? Like, I believe so, yes. Yeah. I think so. It wasn't in their like, schedule of what was coming for the September 4th, but I haven't heard anything else. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like Warfronts are coming. Anyway, that's what's happening now. In Diablo, there were rumors of a Diablo series coming to Netflix, which I'm losing my mind about because that sounds hella good. Cause I love, I actually really love Diablo. Um, you guys play it all? Every once I, in a while. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of the genre. That's fair. I didn't think that I would be, and it grosses me out all the time, and I can't play it in the dark because I get, I'm a scaredy cat, and some of the things are just a little bit too gross, and I'm really bad at it. But it's fun. <laughs> I really enjoy it. So I'm curious about, like, a, a, a TV show or a series about it. I think that'll be really cool. Um, and lastly, in Hearthstone, uh, the Puzzle Lab is open, which is a single-player content. You do a bunch of puzzles, um, which I've been watching my partner play, um, and it hurts my head just watching him. So, um, 
but it looks really interesting if you're into challenging yourself in Hearthstone. Um, highly recommended. They're really fun. Yeah. Yeah, I've been enjoying them. I play them a little bit uh, on and off yeah. when I have some free time. It's nice trying to kind of work out the solution to a thing with knowing what the thing is. Mm -hmm. uh, so like lethal puzzles, for example, or things like that. Um, and what I do quite like is they kind of throw cards into your hand that there's a bit of a trap. Um, and it's good to try to mental gymnastics your way out of a trap once you've been in it for a while. Yeah. Because um, you think that this obviously has to be the answer. I'm just missing something. And then was actually completely different to what you thought it would be, which has been quite nice. Oh, that's cool. I'm, I'm very bad at Hearthstone. It's one of those things that I just end up getting a little bit too frustrated by. But I really enjoyed the um, the dungeon one with the kobolds and catacombs. I really Dungeon run was good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought that was really fun. And I just love that it's all free because I don't, I don't have the funds to invest in yet another game. So I like that it's free stuff for us. So. Yeah, definitely the best part about it. I spend way too much money on Hearthstone. Oh, do you? <laughs> I, st I stupidly every now and again will go into my um, like my Blizzard order history and see how much money I give them. And I just feel like they should just have an automatic debit coming out each pay packet because it, yeah, it's a bit obscene, really. Anyway. So, topic of the week. So this week we're just talking about um, getting ready for raiding um, in Uldia, um, but also just having a chat about raiding in general, just in case there are people who have uh, thought about getting into raiding for the first time for themselves, or if you're looking to make that jump from normal or heroic up into mythic, um, and just hear from some, um, you know, experts in, in what they do to help us be better. Because I want to be better. I want to be better, man. So, Ivy, we'll start with you. What have your Uldir preparations been like? You were talking about having, um, you have to have two characters that are raid ready. Um, what else do you have to do to be ready? What, what do you do? Okay, so let's entail what raid ready truly means when you're looking at doing mythic splits. So Raid Ready means that your tune will be able to go into a mythic environment and not be a hard carry. So for Uldir specifically, you want your tune to be 340 eye level. And that's just going into this week. Mm -hmm. If it goes into mythic at 340 eye level, that's not ideal, but it's understandable. Mm -hmm. You want your alt's neck to be at at least 16 levels. Because uh, that means that you have at least the first trait in all your items. Mm -hmm. um, but once you get higher Azerite items, you need up to 19. So your main character should have 22. That will unlock most of what you need in your neck. Now, obviously, 22 sounds like a very big deal for people who don't have a whole bunch of time to invest into the game. Yeah. So. Part of raid prep is prioritizing what you do. It's very easy to get lost in the world of spamming heroics, spamming island expeditions, spamming world quests, spamming PvP. You know, they're all ways to get Azerite. But there are certain ways that you get Azerite better than others. Now, the first and foremost best way to get Azerite is your weekly island expedition cap. You get mm -hmm. 2,500 Azerite each week for hitting a island expedition cap 
which you can see when you go to queue up for island expeditions at a table. Now, the second best way to get Azerite, world quests. Do the world quests that give you Azerite. Pretty simple. <laughs> and then from there, heroic ex island expeditions, if you're able to expedite them, <laughs> will be the next best way. Otherwise, you're going to look at spamming heroics if you got a healer or a tank queue. And hopefully, you get a healer or a tank satchel, because that boosts it, gives you a little gold, gives you some runes. Runes are good for raiding. I haven't gotten a satchel yet. I'm I have gotten so it. many satchels. I have over 100 runes. Oh it's my god! Fantastic. I have donated 60 wow. to my guild bank. Wow. Um, so... That's the other thing I should bring up. Being raid ready means having consumables. Now, mm. for some raids, consumables will be provided, but they expect you to put donations of either materials or golds into the bank. That is how my guild works. Um, however, I also have been one of one of many contributors to adding items into the guild bank. The main things I have been contributing have been battle potions, flasks, runes, and I'm also the designated raid enchanter, so I have oh, great. enough um, enough materials to hand out twelve different um, enchants for weapons going into raiding, and those will be given out based on whose DPS is currently performing the best. Now, that's not to say that they're the better players or they're more deserving. It's just because augmenting your DPS is a priority when you're going mm. into new. Yeah. I feel so ill-prepared. Um, <laughs> Josh, is this similar for you? Is that the, the strategy that you've been taking with getting yourself raid-ready? Uh, to a much smaller degree, yes. Mm -hmm. um, my guild doesn't have the uh, mandates of alts or anything like that. I, mm -hmm. I level alts because I enjoy it, and I like tanking on multiple things because kind of what I do is I tank. Mm -hmm. um, but... What we've been doing as a guild is we've been running all of the Mythic Dungeons as guild groups. Mm -hmm. um, so kind of splitting them up over two days so that we can kind of trade loot quite effectively and get everyone kind of as high gear as we can going into week one. Yep. Um, and then kind of requiring every flasks and all flasks and things like that, we don't uh, prepare them as a guild, so we have raiders do it. Um, some raiders have been kind of taking initiative and making cauldrons and things like that. So we kind of donate mats and things like that where we can or, or guild funds. Um, we haven't really had any kind of, you must have these, uh, in terms of necklace or anything like that. I'm sitting at 19 at the moment, mm -hmm. which is probably the middle of where my guild is, mm -hmm. um, which I obviously want to get higher because it's kind of not where I want it to be. Um, and we're not mandating things like runes or anything like that in the first kind of couple of weeks. I think that, uh, we raid on, on Frostmourne, um, Oceanic, mm -hmm. um, so there are a lot of kind of top end guilds there that tend to buy out all those mats and things like that and... Mm. Uh, spend all that gold yeah. so it's kind of a good time to make some make some gold yeah yeah you guys are, oh okay so you guys are very um very effective for lack of a better word um because yeah that ticks everything that was uh, that was in my head about um what i was wanting to cover in ivy that was a really fantastic rundown um uh like for for us we do have um mandates on neck levels and gear levels not quite as strict as um ivy's guild but where we've set a minimum of 18 on the neck and um 340 for the uh for the gear 
which um, everyone seems to have been fine with. And nobody's looking at, well, sorry, I shouldn't say nobody. There's always like one person who's like, yeah, cool. I'm going bare minimum and I'm done. Um, Everybody else is just kind of going, yeah, okay, whatever. I just want to see how high I can get, which is, um, which is really good. And hopefully, hopefully that'll make people stronger. Um, And yeah, kind of uh, in the middle again of, of both of you in that we do supply some mats for raids, but not all of them. And, um, really rely on uh, guild donations and things like that to to help fund that because guild repairs are expensive. I'm the the guild banker now, which um, I'm the bank officer, which is just scary because now I'm just looking at where all the money goes and just like, no, you die too much. You're crap. Stop this. Stop repairing. It's not very good. Oh, dear. Um, all right, well, that's in-game preparations. Uh, Josh, what do you do outside of game to prepare? Um, I've never tanked and I've never raided as a tank. I did LFR once on a death night and um, got called all manner of names and so never did it again. Um, what do you do to prepare for for the um, new raids in terms of, uh, you know, outside stuff? Uh, most of it is looking at any guides that are available. Um, so generally it's things like fat boss guides or other things like that. Mm -hmm. They tend to be the ones that are out kind of the most time. Um, for tanks, we have a, a tank chat effectively, um, in our guild discord. Um, mm -hmm. so we kind of bounce ideas and things like that off each other. We tend to just kind of make sure we're on the same page with dealing with mechanics and things like that. Um, and kind of just go in kind of ready. There's not a whole lot that we do outside of, oh, we know that this is a tank swap mechanic, so we need to work out how to deal with this or... This is a really big hit that we need to make sure we're preparing cooldowns for um, or things like that. I think mm -hmm. that with tanking, it's a bit of uh, feeling the fight out and seeing where the damage spikes are for the raid. So you know that you can kind of use cooldowns there so that the healers are less stressed on tank healing and they're better mm -hmm. healing the raid and working very closely with the healers as well uh, just to work out uh, cooldown rotations and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, and just working out what, what's going to be the best way to do a fight positioning and everything like that as well um ivy do you guys uh like how many maybe not how many but i'm assuming you guys have a raid lead how much involvement do they have in um you know getting you guys ready do they do they dictate which guides you have to watch or is it just like you know you guys go nuts find some guides know what the fight's going to be and we'll talk about strats on the night or do you have it all prepared beforehand Okay, so going into Legion, we made a swap of raid leaders. So our current raid leader is quite new to the experience. However, he approaches it uh, confidently, but we do have a leadership, a team, leadership team which assists him mm -hmm. with that. For the most part, he sort of gives us our guidelines, tells us, look, these are the guides that are up to date. Have a look through them. Have a skim through them. Look up videos if you can. Um... Personally, I always recommend people to uh, see if they can catch any beta streams of the bosses going on. Um, I found that was really helpful for me to understanding bosses before I got to them, mm -hmm. just give you a visual aspect. Um, but I do have to add a, add a little note to my raid leader's job. We are currently trying to cull down a 64-man roster. Oh, God, so, I thought we had whoa. a bad... <laughs> wow! <laughs> Holy let, me, let me explain, though. So, Kazdath in Legion, Kazgaroth uh, and Dathramar, which are merged servers, 
they were low pop in hmm. Legion, and they have had a population surge. Wow. So we have a ton of new players all looking to get into Mythics. And last time, uh, last expansion, we were, we were relatively new, mm-hmm. and we ended up middle of the pack for Mythic guilds. There was mm-hmm. only about 13 Mythic guilds on the server. Very different from Frostmourne. Yeah. So many on Frostmourne. Yeah. <laughs> and we ended up, I think, fourth or so. So a lot of people find us to be approachable because okay. we're not the we're not the guilds that were at the very top. Mm-hmm. So we had a lot of applicants and we're currently working through the process of thinning them down. Mm-hmm. And so the rate leader has put on quite a lot of strict requirements that probably might not be entirely requirements, but more of a gauge of who is going to put in Yeah, commitment level, yeah? So, you know, I expect our roster to thin considerably once Heroic is gone through. Uh, We've already, there's already people who have designated themselves to Heroic and Social Raiders, Mm -hmm. and people who have said, look, can't make the time, this is it. So our raid leader has quite a huge job ahead of him, and I mm. think he is doing quite well. Um, I haven't experienced his raid leading in a raid scenario yet because he is new this expansion to raid leading. Yeah. But uh, given our, my experience with the previous raid leader, I believe that we should have pretty good success. Mm-hmm. I just hope that. He is able to be tough but fair to people. It's going to be a very tricky balance as we are taking our roster down to around 25, 30 people. Mm. I thought that we <laughs> thought we were struggling. We've got about 40 um, and we're trying to cull that down to 30 for the heroic runs and, and 20, obviously, for the mythics, you know, give or take a bit here and there. Um, we had, uh, we did pretty well for the end of um legion given that technically we only really formed it um for the last uh, for Antorus. um but we ended up being the top alliance guild on the server which has also met... you guys beat stormheimer we did yeah yeah, yeah fuck those guys <laughs> no <laughs> yeah we did we did it um i but... see someone who was in stormheimer <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I feel bad always, you know, giving shit to other guilds and stuff, but there was definitely a lot of competition. Sorry? Friendly banter. Yes, exactly. There was, there was definitely a lot of that and a lot of competition between, between the two guilds. So yeah, it was, um, it was a good, a good feeling to get that. Um, but yeah, it's kind of had this knock on effect of, um, you know, being the, the number one Alliance guild, you get it. We're getting so many more people applying. Cause they're like, yeah, I want to be in that guild. I want to be in that guild. And, um, I think there's, it's a bit more horde heavy on Southang than it is, um, for Alliance. So, um, we've had to be turning people away and it's just like, Oh my God, this has never been a problem. I've never had this problem in a guild before. It's always been, we need people. We need people. And now we're like, oh, yep, sorry, we really can't. So um, 60, though, yeah. is just a whole other ball game. <laughs> That's just, that it's makes me tired. probably more like 54, 53, just because of the people who are already heroic and social raider. Yeah. You know, it's still it's still a lot to work through, and I do not envy the leadership for having to work through it. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. Wow. 
Um, all right. Well, uh, Josh, what's your rating schedule like? Um, I've skipped the split runs question because I didn't read in the right order, but I'm going to ask your rating schedule first. Sorry. That's all right. Uh, so, so we rate two nights a week. Mm-hmm. So, so we're nice. Wednesday, Sunday, uh, three hours a night. Uh, get as much done as we can during the time. Uh, we tend to run a Monday night raid, or some of us do for people that can make it, and it's generally doing normals if we're clearing heroic or heroic when we're clearing mythic and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, for people with alts or other things, or or getting more gear, it was great in Legion for for things like Titan forging tier pieces. Yep. Um, yep. We'll see what kind of benefit it holds in BFA, obviously with tier pieces going away. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we're we're really um, on the lower end of, of raid time. Um, but you still get shit done. Which is a done. challenge. Well, that that's the main thing. That's what we're trying to trying to do. Get shit done on a, uh, a smaller period of time. Yeah. Um, going into BFA, we have 24 people on our roster. Nice. Very different to, <laughs> to you guys. Um, we've kind of purposely kept it quite small. Yeah. Um, anything too much more kind of means that people are sitting out a lot and mm. um, no one likes the bench. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the main thing. What about you, Ivy? What's your what's the schedule like for you guys and do, does it change over time? Like do you do extra nights at the beginning or what during serious prog? What's what do you do? So I'll tell a little bit of story there because, Please. man, I fucking love rambling. It's <laughs> you are you were on the right show for that. Okay, <laughs> I mean, let let's start with my last expansion experience. So, our technical raid nights are three days a week. We have Wednesday, Thursday, Sunday, and we run a heroic and social night on Monday mm-hmm. because obviously we have heroic and social raiders. It's just something that's fun. People come along to help them out. They get to experience raid content in a supportive environment. It's good. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just good for the guild. It is. Um, but to the world to the end of Legion, we were having trouble fielding a roster. <laughs> Would mm. you fucking believe it? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, so this huge population boom kind of comes from our desperation to manage to fill a roster. Mm-hmm. as well as the surge of population moving to Kaz and Dathrimar, mm-hmm. which obviously a lot of them come from servers like Dreadmall and Solfang, which have shrunk considerably in BFA. Yeah. But so we're looking at a Wednesday, Thursday, Sunday with a um, social raid on the Monday. However, I believe it's the first four weeks that the social raid will be split raids instead. Okay. So... um that's where my resto shaman will be using spirit link totem. <laughs> that's that's always my thing. It's like I'm always going to have a place as long as I have my spirit link totem. So Blizzard are never allowed to get rid of that. <laughs> I need to keep well, it. I mean, it's like if you have consistent incremental damage, like resto shamans, they're just fucking baller. Like mm-hmm. you put down your healing rain, you put down your healing stream totem, you pop ascendance, you put down the spirit link totem, go hard, honey. <laughs> have fun and then you cry when people don't stand in your rain and and then you have to move so with your um with your split runs um do you like do you pick some mains that go on that like how does how does that side of things work or yeah how does that work Okay, so I'm not entirely sure how it works, but from the gist of it and from all the guild meetings, because, you know, hey, you're missing one now, you know what it's like. You have a ton of guild meetings mm. going into mm-hmm. new content. Oh, yeah. 
So, from the guild meetings, as I understand it, we will be mixing mains and alts based on who can trade gear without sacrificing team comp too much. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I will be doing my main holy priest with probably a lots of um, ranged caster alts, mm-hmm. and probably doing my um, alt shaman with a bunch of hunters. <laughs> so, yeah, I imagine that's how it's gonna mostly look. Mm-hmm. And yeah, not much more to that. No, that's fine. And so then you just take which, whichever whichever one ends up being the most geared or most suitable for the fights. Like, do you, would you alternate yeah, so, between your priest and then your shaman throughout the run of heroic, uh, mythic rather? Uh, yeah, that'd really depend on what the fight needs. However, yeah. we do have four four priest healers out of our eleven healers, and yeah. three of them a disc. I'm the only holy main. Okay. So I dare say I'm not going to see a lot of Resto Shaman action. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. Um, Josh, what do you feel the biggest differences are, um, especially as a tank, rating um, Mythic compared to the other levels? Like, Is there anything that you do differently to prepare? Or, I mean, I don't know. As a healer, I just kind of wing it in LFR and hope for the best, but what do you feel the biggest differences are as a tank in Mythic? So I think the kind of the bigger differences for tanking is that Mythic, um, everything hits harder, which is obviously kind of, that's what it is. It's Mythic, everything hits harder. But it means that proper cooldown management and active mitigation management is really important. Yeah. It also means that uh, knowing what you can and can't do as a tank is really important. I tend to stress my healers out a little bit <laughs> when we're doing uh, content that is not as hard mm-hmm. um, to kind of see where the line is. And I'm sure my healers love me for it. I think there might be a couple in <laughs> uh, watching at the moment. But um, I, I, tend to, I tend to stress them out a little bit just to know that during a mythic raid, um, what can and can't I do yeah. when they're trying to deal with everything else? What can and can't I do for... I know I can live through this and then pop cooldowns. And it's kind of that that kind of prep there, I think, is kind of the main difference. Yeah. And it doesn't make a huge difference on kind of the first couple of bosses of Mythic more often than not. Mm-hmm. But by the time you get to kind of the, the end of Mythic as a raid, mm-hmm. that's kind of really when you hit the... You need to make sure you have cooldowns for this. You need to make sure you're dealing with these properly, especially when um, your raid is taking damage um, so that the healers are e- easily able to prioritize who they're healing. Yeah. And you were saying that um, you've managed to get a really good relationship with your co-tank. How did that come about? Like, is it just because you guys have personalities that gel well together or uh, you guys actively worked on it or something? Like, how did how did that end up happening? Because that's the really a really key part of having a good um, mythic raid team, I think, is having um, tanks that know how to communicate with each other. Um, healers that know how to communicate with each other and then just everybody knowing how to work together. Um, so how did, how did you I, guys get I it? I agree. Um, I, I think it was just kind of, we're both pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Um, we both feel the same way about things. We're both tanks that uh, push damage as high as possible while we're tanking mm-hmm. because damage matters when bosses need to die. Mm-hmm. Um, and as long as I don't die to a boss, then that's as survivable as I need to be. Yeah. I don't need to be any more survivable than that. Um, so yeah, I, I think it was just kind of a, a really organic kind of 
we're both on the same page, we both understand, we're both sick of tanks that can't do damage, especially in Legion where I was tanking with other bear druids just around the place, which they just couldn't hold aggro. Mm -hmm. um, and especially in Legion where you could gear certain ways with legendaries to kind of really push your damage. Mm -hmm. um, it was just something that we both kind of did very well. Um, and yeah, and I think that's really it. I think it's been really great and I'm really happy and I think really lucky um, yeah. that we're, we're so on the same page and it just makes everything so much easier. Yeah. Um, because yeah. we both tend to know where each other's strengths lie, where the weaknesses are. Uh, she plays a monk at the moment, so mm -hmm. knowing where that damage is and what the kind of limits of, of her tanking is... Um, and it's really nice to kind of just go back and forth with it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that you have a female tank. I never hear about female tanks. That makes me so happy on the She's inside. She's great. That's awesome. I think she may be watching. but Oh, fabulous. <laughs> Excellent. Um, Ivy, what about you? Um, what do you feel like are the biggest differences um, from a healing perspective um, in healing mythics compared to um, all the other difficulties? Okay. Let me set this down, because, bitch, you know what I'm about to do. <laughs> so, calm the fuck on. So, first... I miss thing. you so much. I'm sorry. I just have to say I really do miss you. <laughs> Please continue. As you know, the first major thing that gets real annoying as a healer is if your co-healers don't manage their fucking mana. Mm. Like, managing your mana, you want to end the fight at zero mana, because that means you get the most throughput without going oom. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't want to have zero mana during the fight. You want to end the fight on zero mana. And especially if you're doing fights with someone like a Resto Druid and they're pumping all that throughput and then it's like, oh, the boss is at 70% and I'm oom. <laughs> innovate! Innovate! Yeah. Sorry. So, I never get innovate. Major... I'm a bit bitter. <laughs> me either, and I'm a holy priest. Put oh my god. Me. Let me apotheosis. I'll heal you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I think the biggest thing going into Mythic is mana management and priority uptime on spells. Mm -hmm. So every healer has a priority spell that they never keep up as well as they can. Mm. For Holy Priest, Prayer of Mending. If you're missing a Prayer of Mending cooldown, you're doing it wrong. You mm -hmm. need to have that bitch rolling benediction is too strong it saves so much mana not having to use your renew but gives you amazing amount of renew um healing over time and then also with holy priest there's things like managing your word cooldowns and specifically hitting as much people with your holy word sanctify as possible that is going to be your major break between raid healing and not healing mm -hmm. Um, and then the other thing going into Mythic is really having communication between your healers. Um, you want to know when people are dropping their dax to get some mana. Mm -hmm. Like, you want to know when they're incapacitated, because you have yeah. to look out to make sure that they stay alive while yeah. being able to regain as much mana as possible. And sometimes that means that you're life gripping them so they can sit in a mechanic until the very end to regain their mana. Yeah. It's something you do. Yeah. Um... Other cooldowns, you don't want to be stacking something, for example, if someone drops a Spirit Link totem and a Healing Tide totem, you don't want to have a revival going out. It's no, a 
You don't. <laughs> revival. Fuck revival. Look, and that, I mean, that, that's a big thing for me, I think, with, with reed healing, especially in Mythics, is that you kind of have to set your ego aside and... Um, you know, firstly, do your cooldowns when they've been allocated? Like, if you've been put in a specific spot to drop a cooldown to deal with a certain ability, you need to make sure that you're meeting that requirement, um, that you're not stepping on other healers' cooldowns, um, because that just, just to make your numbers look good, because that just pisses me off to no end. Sorry, that's just a, that's a personal gripe. Oh, I can't stand it. As, as a resto shaman, your cooldowns are very utility based. Mm. And same for Holy Priest. Like, Divine Hymn doesn't do that much healing. What's really potent about it is the healing buff it spreads on the entire raid. Mm. So you're often boosting other people's numbers, not your own. Like, yeah. my Divine Hymn will be set to mechanics that are heavy in damage, but not something that you have to have quick on the ball healing to do. Yeah. Because I'm there to buff healing for all the healers so that we can survive this long slew of heavy damage and not a one-shot mechanic. Yeah. But yeah, so I would say the biggest difference in Mythic is you have to have a solid, rate, uh, solid healing team that communicates with each other, manages their mana, and helps each other to maintain highest throughput with the greatest mana management. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. Um, I think for DPS who might be listening as well, I think some really key parts are knowing your class, knowing how to move um, with your class, and knowing that you have to freaking move sometimes because <laughs> there's mechanics and, and you need to do your bloody mechanics. Because I think... Um, you know, people are very good at standing still and, and following their rotations to get the best output. But um, the second that they have to move, something kind of uh, switches off and um, they can't move properly and, and keep up time on, on their abilities. And, and something sometimes it just kind of falls apart a bit. And that's something that you don't really have the luxury of doing in a lot of mythic fights because, you know, there's enraged timers and, and DPS checks and all of this stuff. So... Um, I think from a DPS perspective, it's, um, you know, know your class and know how to move with your class to react to shit that's going on. And if I can just add there. Please. Know when to stop your DPS as well. Yes. If you were the call stop your DPS, you stop your DPS. I don't care if you're in the middle of a cooldown. You stop your DPS. And if you're told not to cleave, for God's sakes, don't cleave. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Rhett Paladins. <laughs> I feel like we're all just twitching a little bit here now. It's just the things that bother us. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, Josh, how does your team handle your loot? Because um, uh, So the changes that came about in Battle for Azeroth, um, we don't have master loot anymore. Everything is personal loot by default. Are you guys just sticking with that? Or are you still going to do um, other things for loot that can be traded? Uh, so I think we're sticking with personal loot now. I think it makes it much harder with the removal of master loot. Mm. Much to my dismay, I think master loot was great. Mm. Um but that's all right. That's how Blizzard decide they want to do things. So I think we're seeking with personal loot um, with just making sure that everyone's kind of aware of what their best in slot gear is mm -hmm. so that they're not rolling for something that is a, an upgrade now, but is not the best upgrade they could get or is not 
the kind of the halfway point. So if there's a if there's a helm that drops off kind of the last boss of heroic that they really want, you kind of want to wait for that. You don't want to get a helm that's better for someone else halfway through because yep. they're not going to need anything anymore. So that's kind of thing. Uh, we ran EPGP in the past, um, which was really good. We had a couple of issues with it kind of around uh, tomb. We kind of tweaked it for Antorus. I think it worked really well. Mm -hmm. um, we'll see if we need to go back to that or, or something like that kind of as we progress. But I think at the moment, we're kind of sticking with personal loot, see how we go, and uh, hoping that everyone does enough Mythic Plus to kind of negate any issues with gear. Yeah. yeah. At least I know that's what I'm going to be doing. So. Yeah. Yeah, for us, we had, uh, so through Legion, we were using um, RC Loot Council, and we had a rotating council each week of, um, of officers, and you know loot would come up and we'd know everyone's best in slots and stuff and and give things out accordingly and with personal loot coming in it obviously makes that a lot more difficult um the rc loot council add-on actually has the ability to uh facilitate trading personal gear which is really handy like obviously if it is tradable um but it helps manage all the roles and stuff and then you can you know allocate who it's going to go to um, through a loot council system still, which is, um, it looks like that's the path that, that we'll be going down. Um, what about you, Ivy? Are you guys doing a similar thing or? Yeah, uh, to a degree, because we're doing split raids, we will have alts and mains mixed together. So the idea is obviously to try and get as much gear that's tradable and best in slot into our mains as yep. possible. Yep. That's why alts do have a a reasonably high eye level requirement. Mm. Um, personally, I really liked um, Master Looter. I really enjoyed a rotating loot council. Yeah. Um, I thought that was probably the healthiest way to organize gear in a guild that wasn't close knit. Uh, close knit skill can uh, use other things quite effectively, but when you're in a guild that's sort of rotating, dropping people, picking up people. Loot council is generally the fairest way to go. Yeah, yeah. I I hate loot. Full stop. I hate the drama that it causes, and I don't know. It's just always arguments and stuff. Not that we actually really have experienced any of that. It's just I feel like it. Um, in my head, it's just too much trouble. I, I I don't know. That's just me though. Honestly, trying to get people to understand that you funnel your, um items into dps and healers miss out is so like hard for people to grasp mm. but because they're just like but i need it to do more heals and like no you need to manage your heals like DPS will no the boss, not i want it for my heals oh trust me there have been times where i'm just like but yeah, this but hurts me physically it's physically it's, aching it's my best in slot and it has a void and yeah. <laughs> Give, give. But you do what's best for the health of the rate. Yes, yeah, and that's and that's what it always comes down to, I think. And and maybe that is one of the biggest differences about a mythic raid team is that you have to put individuals aside and think about everything as a collective. What is going to be the best thing for the team as a whole to be able to get to the end of this raid and succeed. And sometimes that means that, you know, yeah, you don't get that good piece of loot or you have to do the shitty ad management part of this mechanic and your DPS is going to look really crap on the meters. But, you know, you doing that particular thing in this fight is what's going to help us succeed. So, 
you know, having a, a good team mentality, I think that's the biggest, biggest essential part. Um, Definitely. Josh, what are, what are going to be the biggest challenges uh, for tanking your mythic raids? Um, and what's your best and worst part about it? Or about tanking mythics in general? Uh, so I, I think the kind of the challenges are, are learning the fight, obviously, and learning um, the fight with DPS and healers that are still learning the fight. I think that tanking more often than not from a from a fight point of view is quite simple. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. It's tank swap uh, this many stacks of a debuff <laughs> and move the boss here now and pick up the ad. Um, so it gets very repetitive after a while. A good example is... Uh, Mythic Varamathras in Antorus. Um, that <laughs> but that seemed like tanks. such a thrilling fight for you guys. <laughs> oh, it was it was incredible. <laughs> we we got to a spot and we stood we there stayed. for three minutes, and that was it. And we yeah. just taunt swapped, and that was it. Um, but something like that is it's very um, uh, quick to pick up for tanks mm -hmm. uh, and DPS. I need to do things that you need to deal with certain mechanics and you got to run through it and uh, to a point you have to kind of get everyone to run through a mechanic at least once for them to know it mm -hmm. so that they can kind of progress with the fight and that kind of happens a lot um so the biggest challenge is i think for, for tanking is uh getting through everyone else without making any mistakes so making sure that uh as tanks we're on the ball from from pull one mm -hmm. so that everyone else can learn the fight in time because obviously you can do a lot of research ahead of time and you can watch a lot of videos and read a lot of guides but there's something different about actually doing the fight yeah. and seeing how the mechanics work and seeing how things kind of interact with everything. Um, so that's definitely one of the biggest challenges for tanking Mythic Raids because you're not going to go in there and destroy the boss on pull one. Mm. It's going to take you pulls, and in some cases, like Argus, you know, near 400 pulls to kind of get through that. Yeah. So you need to make sure that you're not contributing to wipes as much as possible um, so that everyone else can learn the fight. Um, I think that is simultaneously one of the best and the worst parts of raiding. Yeah. Um, yeah. Having to go through and, you know, have another person make the exact same mistake that someone else did or the same person making the same mistake twice while you're kind of sitting there taunt swapping and dealing with the bosses. Um, for that, and I think some of the best things about, especially mythic tanking, is is being that kind of the, the group, the, the two versus the boss kind of mentality, and I guess with the healers as well. Mm. Um but kind of working in that kind of pair or sometimes group of three for, for certain fights to to deal with the boss and make sure the positioning is right and make sure that you're doing everything that you can to make the uh, the pull as smooth as possible mm. uh, to deal with the boss. I think so. It's kind of the big things. Yeah, I, I think, and, and maybe I'm biased because um, I play WoW because my partner got me into it, and he uh, for a lot of the time that we were raiding together, he was a tank. But I feel. Um, a certain attachment to my tanks I have a responsibility to keep you guys alive because you know from my perspective if a tank dies we're pretty much like for most of the time you're pretty stuffed at least for a little bit and um, you know losing tanks can be the difference between getting your fight and not so um, yeah I don't know have a soft, soft spot for you guys definitely to all to all the healers out there keep your tanks alive yeah. They're very, very important. Yes, they are. They stop things from hitting you in the face. That's right. Especially to my healers that are watching. <laughs> I know you're there. Look after him. 
<laughs> what about you, Ivy? What do you find the biggest challenges are about healing in, um, in Mythic Raids? And what's the best or worst part of it? So I think the best part of healing in Mythic Raids is definitely when you pull that clutch shit. When, you know, you see people are about to die and your raid caller has, your raid leader has not made a call. Mm. But you've made a call. And your call was right. Yeah. And the worst part is when your call was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, yes. I have, as a priest, I have manipulated life grip to the best and worst of its abilities. <laughs> yes. You know, I have had tanks flying off mythic Agrimar, and I have t- had tanks coming back onto the platform. <gasps> that would be just wonderful to watch. That's fabulous. Yeah, I mean, I had people mid-raid commenting and killed. That was fucking clutch. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that was a feels-good moment. But, yeah. of course, you know, when you think they need the help yeah. and they don't, yeah, that's heartbreaking. And you're just like, it was coming from a good place. Yeah, Trust me. I had, exa- I had exactly that happen to me. Our, um, our raid lead has gone from tank to heals. He's a priest healer now. And we were just running through some stuff for, I don't know, it was at the end. I think we were just doing like normal or heroic Argus or something. And, um, and he decided to try and help because it looked like I was trapped by one of the smashy things at the start. And so he you know, gripped me, but like the smash went down and it was just, it all ended up being an absolute disaster. And he killed me. I was perfectly fine where I was, but he killed me. And he's like, I was just trying to help you. Like, okay, maybe don't help so much next time. (laughs) Bless his little heart. And it's especially just like tragic when you think your tank's about to die. And so you chuck your guardian spirit on them. And then you've wasted the guardian spirit, and you just look at those wings in shame. <laughs> yeah. Or you fat finger a spirit link by accident, and it's in the middle of nowhere. Because I've got them, like, I've got it set up to just, so that I don't have to click and then place. I have it so that, you know, it'll just go down where I tell it to. Yeah. And uh, I've just done that. Course, so, yeah, yeah. In the middle of nowhere. And you just... I feel like, I think you're right, like, it feels like uh, healers have this thing where, I mean, I suppose it's the same for DPS, isn't it, where, you know, you've blown your cooldown and then, you know, the boss goes underground and you can't hit him for a minute. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I also have the problem of my symbol of hope is uh, right next to my fade. And I use fade constantly mm. in raids. Like, when the boss is first pulled, I put out heals to get my mastery stacking, and it's all faded away, so the tanks don't have to try and, you know, chase after a boss chasing mm-hmm. down the holy priest. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I'll hit that symbol of hope, and I'll be like, yeah, Oops. neato, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> totally intended. Totally. Enjoy the mana. Yeah. Free mana for all. Um, okay, uh, so Ivy, from a healing perspective, what add-ons are essential for you, for Mythics? Well, for raids in general, really. Okay, so I am a bit of an add-on purist. Like, I perform best when I don't have a lot of add-ons, and that's just because that's how I've played for so long. Mm-hmm. But there are some very important add-ons to get if you are someone who gets lost in your rotation, focuses very heavily on one particular thing at a time, or you're just feeling a little bit overwhelmed. And Mm -hmm. that single most important add-on is weak auras. Mm -hmm. 
So what WeCores are is it's a program that allows you to import scripts which create visuals on your screen that also can have audio cues. And those cues will let you know when certain things are happening. It could be a boss mechanic, say, for example, Talok has a charge. It might be telling you where he's charging. Mm -hmm. um, it can't show you a map anymore because Blizzard disabled that because it was fucking OP. <laughs> but it can tell you where he's charging. It'll make a sound like, run away, little girl, run away, except that's DBM. But, um, <laughs> it'll make it, it can make a sound. It can flash up on your screen. It can bounce. It's a great way of being having things visually represented, mm -hmm. having the fights um, there laid out in front of you, reminded for you if you are someone who does get lost in your DPS rotation. It's particularly potent for DPS players because they have to put a lot of focus into maximizing their DPS while managing the space around them and quieting their movement. Mm -hmm. So I would say Weak Auras is your single most important add-on. And your second is whatever your raid leader is using as a raid add-on, either deadly boss mods, big wigs, or whatever you may be using. Mm -hmm. Have what your raid leader has. It yeah. will make things very simple. Your raid leader might also want you to have something like uh, angry assignments or exorcist notes. Exorcist Rachel's. Raid tools, yeah, yeah with the notes in, no you're right it's got the notes notes bit in it yep uh it's a great way to put in personalized information to have on your screen to remind you to do certain mechanics i found it very useful on um what is that stupid fight called that has the beams fallen avatar oh yes yes oh yes yep <laughs> So, sorry just gonna choking get... at the memory we did it like twice and then the guild fell apart that i was in so... <laughs> sorry it was, it was awesome, it was awesome. <laughs> um but yeah definitely um those uh those two add-ons we and whatever boss mod your raid leader is using and then i would recommend details um keeping a track of your dps keeping a track of your healing your overhealing your dispels interrupts uh, any customized things, your resources gained, your resources usage. It's a great way to min-max uh, what you're doing in a certain fight. I use it to see where people are taking damage, where they're struggling with mechanics. Specifically mm -hmm. where they died is very important. You get a list of what happened before they died, and you can piece together in your mind, okay, what could have I have done to help this situation? Yeah. Especially if it's a tank that's died, and you see that the tank has ta taken two stacks of the debuff they only meant to have one stack and you're like okay if i see this about to happen i can guardian spirit that'll give them a little bit of leeway to try and rectify the situation mm -hmm. if it's a debuff often not because then both tanks have the debuff and you're working with healer cooldowns to try and make sure that one of them can take three stacks to reset the two stacks <laughs> um but details is a great tool for min maxing just don't get lost in trying to EP in your DPS. Like again, if you need to do if you need to do a mechanic that suffers your DPS, you do it. If you need to stop your DPS, you do it. Yeah. Listen to your raid leader. Yes. Yes, listen to your raid leader. Absolutely. Uh what about you, Josh? I've um again, like I've I've not tanked before. Are there any um tank specific add-ons out there that help with the tanking side of things? What do you use? Uh, tank specific add-ons, there are a couple. I would like to uh, echo everything that was just said. Exorcist Raid Tools is great. Mm -hmm. uh, Weak Horrors is great. 
uh, DBM or, or big wigs or little wigs or whichever one you want to use is, is useful. Um, whatever add-ons your guild tells you you need, you need them and you should get them, mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, for, for tanking, um, I use weak auras a lot because I have a lot of weak auras kind of towards the middle of my screen. I think it's really good because it pulls your focus away from your uh, action bars at the bottom of your screen if you still have them there for default. Mm-hmm. It kind of puts you to where your character is and where the things that are going to happen is you need to deal with. So um, cool the trackers for when the cooldowns are up and, and different things like that, they're really great. Mm-hmm. Um, tanks should have Omen. It's a threat meter. Mm-hmm. I know, we're back to the weird days of tanks requiring threat meters. <laughs> It's all topsy-turvy, no one knows what's happening, but <laughs> I would wonderful. recommend it because <laughs> because uh, depending on where you raid and depending on uh, your level of skill and gear, DPS are going to start doing a lot of DPS, mm. and they realistically only need to be doing kind of three to four times or three times your DPS to out-threat you at mm. this point. That's how that works. So you need to make sure you have a way to track that so that a DPS doesn't do a really great pull and do tons of damage, and then get curb stomped by the t- the boss. Yeah, because that's not fun for anyone. No, <laughs> it's kind of funny, but it's not really fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So Omen, uh, are definitely. Um, I like details because of all the reasons mentioned. Um, it's great to work out how you're doing as a tank DPS-wise compared to the raid, um, specifically, again, for threat. Um, mm-hmm. It's great to work out how you die. Someone in chat says Arcane Mage Openers. Yes, that's exactly it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and um, it, it's great for, for everything there. Um, I don't think there are any um, many more add-ons I would really recommend for raiding. It's not really a whole lot you need to do. Yeah. Um, a lot of the raiders that I raid with use default UI more often than not, with a couple of exceptions, which I find abhorrent and, and <laughs> wrong, but that's just me. Yeah. You know um, who you are. I do, do have an add-on I'd like to add. Doom Pulse is really nice. What's that? What it does is it, so every time one of your spells come off cooldown, it's a translucent pulse on your screen that shows which spell just came off cooldown. Oh, cool. Interesting. Yeah, I've not heard about that. That's really cool. I'll have to look into that. I am, uh, as a healer, I um, use Voodoo. I love how customizable it is for tracking uh, debuffs and and things like that, especially. Um, And mine's pretty colorful because I like colors. Um, But yeah, everything else that that Josh and Ivy have said, I fully fully agree with especially weak auras and i personally like the um the ability to add sounds to them because i do tend to get my blinders on a little bit of playing whack-a-mole with the healing frames and i'm like oh wait have i put my healing rain down no i haven't whereas if i've got the sound it does like this splash sound in my ear and i'm like wait healing rain you should do that do the healing rain that's me though i'm not the greatest healer in the world but i'll be the first to admit that um, all right. Lastly, um, just any special resources that you use for uh, your specific um, specs um, or you know role. Um, Josh is a tank. Is there any are there any discords or anything that are really really good for tanks or any resources that are good for tanking? Um, I'd recommend any of the class discords for mm-hmm. tanking. Realistically, so the warrior discords or insert your tank class here Discord. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're really great. The people in there are pretty knowledgeable. 
Um, they know what they're talking about. They're great to ask questions or look at FAQs that they've put out or guides or things like that. They're really great to kind of work out the what do I need to do or what talents are the best or, or things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the ones that I would really recommend. Um, and obviously any of the, the raid kind of resources that you look at. So Fat Boss Guides or, or the write-ups on Wowhead or whichever one you want to use. Mm-hmm. Um, in that instance, I would like to backtrack in a second if I can and I'll wait of till the end of this. Okay. Do that. Yeah. Um, but that that's that's kind of the resources that I tend to use. I ask a lot of questions in Discord uh, mm-hmm. because there are people that have obviously done the fights ahead of me. Yeah. Um, you know what they're doing more so than me. Yeah. And then I get to pick their brains about things, which is great. <laughs> what about you, Ivy? Is there anything specific that you that you'll use for um, priest healing, especially? So I have three points to this. First is I'm a terrible person that needs to die in a fire because <laughs> I love to theory craft my own stuff before I check it against other theory craft. Nice. I've been playing at least for a very long time. I get it right pretty much all the time. Um, so hang on, hang on, hang on. What you're telling me is that you are the resource that all the the healers should be going to. That's what I'm hearing. I feel like if I were to Stay change the to priest. Fuck away from me. <laughs> No, Sorry. like, don't don't theorycraft yourself unless you want to have that fun, yeah. but always check it up against sources. And yeah. there are a couple of sources I'd like to point out first. Mm-hmm. There is the, what was formerly not, formerly words, used to be known mm-hmm. as How to Priest. It yep. is no longer How to Priest, but I cannot remember the name. I think it's Warcraft Priests. Okay. Um. If you go to their website, if you look up How to Priest or Warcraft Priest, they will tell you about their Discord. The Discord is far more active. You get things in real time. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, the second resource I'd like to highlight is um, Automatic Jack. So, um, Automatic Jack Jack is a priest healer who does a ton of his own theory crafting. He loves to play on beta. He loves to test out raids. He is a phenomenal disc priest. I think his holy isn't the best in the world, but his disc priest is definitely beyond the stars. Mm. So if you are looking for a priest resource, automatic jack, very solid. Mm. Uh, He goes into quite a lot of depth explaining fights as he progresses through them. So if you are someone who isn't looking to be a cutting-edge mythic raider, just a mythic raider who does it for fun, you're looking to get sort of like 10 out of 12, go as far as you can go, Automatic Jack, fantastic resource. He will have a video detailing everything he does, his thought patterns. You know, when people are going out for their mathras, he's saying, okay, so I'm using this because of this. Mm. They don't have this cooldown. They're this class. I can guarantee that um, other healers do not have these cooldowns because I have weak auras set up to track those cooldowns. Mm-hmm. Very good resource. Highly recommend Automatic Jack. Um, He's also yeah. not not even just from a priest perspective though, because he he does tend to play I think all of the healing classes, and so if you if you're keen to watch him stream, um, which I do recommend, I sometimes have him playing while I'm at work because he's just lovely to listen to. Um, but he does he does tend to have some tips for the other healers as well. So he's um and he's really good at even just talking about boss fights from a healing perspective. Um, even if you're not a holy priest or a disc priest or whatever. 
um, he he does have a very healer-focused approach to the raids, which can be extremely helpful because some of uh, some of the guides tend to be really DPS-focused, and that that's fine. It's good to know, like it's good to hear, you know, be prepared for this big burst of damage, and you're gonna you know you're gonna want to deal with it with you know a huge huge cooldown, or at this point you're gonna need a couple of little ones and stuff. He's um yeah, Neopup in chat's um saying the same thing. He breaks down um his thought patterns and in, in the setting in the raid settings and stuff. It's is um he's definitely definitely a good good person to follow and and he's lovely. He's a good sort. Um Yeah, he is quite a nice person as well. Very approachable, mm. very friendly. Mm. Yes. Yes. Um, okay, that's perfect. That's absolutely awesome. Um, Josh, you said you wanted to backtrack. Are you taking yes, something yes, back? Yes. No, 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 adding, always adding. <laughs> Please. Hello, hello, tanks. Hello, fellow tanks, wherever you are on the internet. And healers as well, to a degree. Talking to both of you at the moment. Uh, get something to track external cooldowns. Yes. Things I'm talking about are pain suppression. Um, I run with the Disc Priest more often, so that's why I know pain suppression off the top of my head. Uh, bark skin... <laughs> Guardian Spirit, all of those things, make sure you're calling for them. Yes. Very important. Don't let a healer guess that you're going to die and need a cooldown when you don't really need a cooldown. Or, you know, it's kind of wasted. Mm -hmm. uh, make sure that you're talking to the healers, make sure that you're trying to work this stuff out because more often than not, uh, those cooldowns don't go to anyone unless it's a, a DPS standing in the bad for too long or not paying attention. Um, or they're just used to try to smooth over some healing. So they're really great. Um, ERT, Exodus Ray Tools, has an ability to track them all, which is great. Yeah. I would recommend using that. Yeah. Um, know, know your healers. Know when they do things. Make sure you're tracking it. Make sure you call for it, um, because it'll make you a better tank. It'll make you live longer. It'll make your cooldowns go longer. It'll make the boss die. Absolutely. That's, that's actually a really good tip. Um, and yeah, Exhaustus Raid Tools, that's exactly what I use to, to track all the healing cooldowns and cry when somebody hits theirs at the same time as mine. But, you know, it is, it's, um, it is very, very important to call it out. Because, um, yeah, if you're not calling for the cooldowns exactly as he said, no one uses them. Well, they might, but, you know, there may be better times that they can be used, so... They get used on DPS, and let's be fair, DPS don't really need those. They should have got out of the freaking fire, and they'd be fine. Exactly. Although you know, I don't know if um, you guys have noticed because you're probably um, you know better at not standing in shit than I am. Um, but the the default Blizz UI, or maybe it's not default, but when you stand in something, the whole screen goes the color of the thing that you're standing in. Have you guys yeah, noticed that? Yeah. Yeah. No excuses, DPS. If your whole screen is fucking orange <laughs> get out of the fire it's amazing i think it's a very good um a very good little blizzard thing. has upped their game with the default ui it yeah. is not the beast it used to be yeah i have heard that and I, I my trouble is that from day one i had lvi and um i had some sort of separate healing raid frames and um, I feel like I'm so ingrained in that that I'm not going to be able to walk away from that anymore but I I um yeah, I, I agree. The default UI is definitely a lot, a lot better. Mm. All right. Um, 
that's all just been spectac- spectacular information. You guys have just been an absolute wonderful wealth of knowledge. Um, we have a tweet from the folks over at the Blue Recluse podcast, um, and their question for rating is, what's a reasonable amount of sandwiches to bring to a raid? Josh, how many sandwiches? How many can you eat in the allotted time period <laughs> is my question. And what kind are they? That is also a very important question. What kind of sandwich? We need more details, really. We We need to know what kind. We need to know the bread. We need to know what drink you're having along with it. Also, what you do, because if you're a DPS or a tank, maybe there's different times to eat during raid. Yeah, that's true. Um, We need this information. We have none of this information. (laughs) But also... 48 chicken nuggets is also yes yes i agree that's a good that's a good answer i feel like you'd get along really well with um somebody in my raid team as well and uh what about you ivy how many sandwiches do you take to raid um i don't i don't i don't eat sandwiches but that's fair to go into a scientific answer what we'll be looking at is your energy needs throughout the day based on the time period of which you are sitting down and raiding so you'll have to look at features like what kind of hormones is your body running on testosterone burns considerably more energy in a day than estrogen does um how tall are you taller people burn more energy how big are you as far as weight people who weigh more also need higher caloric intakes to meet their energy needs because their body is using up more energy and how long do you rate because It'll be divided amongst the time of your day based on your eating habits. That being said, two sandwiches <laughs> is my recommendation because that's usually the average someone eats. Oh, I love it. See? It's like factual information here. I love it. I agree. Sandwiches are great. Oh. Thank you so much to you both for for coming along and doing this episode with me. I feel like it's just been really informative and hopefully, um, you know, people who are listening to this um, have pulled out some useful information, hopefully. Um, And yeah, if anybody does decide to go into rating of any level um, after listening to this, do let us know how you go. Because for me, rating is my favorite thing in game to do. And I just love sharing the love of that. It's good fun. So also be sure to ask Cinder for links to uh, Warcraft Priest and Automatic Jack as I have provided them. You are fabulous. Thank you. (laughs) We will put them up in the show notes when um, the show goes up on the website. We'll have, um, I'll put a bunch of links in there from from what we've talked about tonight. So um, that'll uh, be available for you later. Um, So do you guys have anything last that you would like to add before we wrap up the show? I do indeed. Please. Raiding and Warcraft, it's all a game. Step away when you're not having fun. Step away when it gets too much. If it's consuming your life and you're finding yourself losing time on other important things, step away. At the end of the day, it's a game. Have fun. Don't lose yourself. That is perfect advice. Absolutely perfect and completely agree. Especially with the remember that it's a game and games are supposed to be fun. If you're not having fun, maybe don't do it for a while. Josh, did you have anything that you'd like to add at the end? Hard act to follow there, I think. I know! I know the pressure! (laughs) Um, Not too much. Uh, Enjoy the game. I hope you're all enjoying raiding. Um, 
play Prot Warrior. <laughs> I would recommend it. Nice. <laughs> nice. Life grip the warrior as he charges it. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Excuse right, me. That's why we have two. Also, yes, our, our guild has a motto, and our motto is follow your heart. Oh, so, that's lovely. So that. Oh, I like that. Um, well, thank you both very much for being here this week. Again, it is really appreciated. Um, oh, I'm going to play some music now. Um, so for the episode next time, which will be on the 13th of September, so we're going back to Tuesdays because I'll be raiding a, mil a million nights a week. Uh, raids will be, I mean, podcasts will be back on Tuesday nights. Um, and the episode will be having co-host Spaz Wesson, my old, uh, he's not old, but the... Okay, I'm not wording this very well at all. Ex-co-host Spaz Wesson from Reigns of Azeroth podcast is going to be joining me. Um, and we're going to be talking about all the mounts and the secrets and toys and uh, pets and all the fun things that are um, available in Battle for Azeroth. So um, that will be a mini Reigns of Azeroth reunion. Um, Josh and Ivy, thank you so much again for, for being on the show tonight. Um, Ivy, where can people find you if they want to say hello and how much they appreciated you being here? So the main place you can find me is on Twitter. Be warned that it is a personal Twitter, so I post a whole bunch of bullshit. <laughs> and if you're not re ready to hear about someone who has issues with disabilities and other things that make life difficult, don't follow me. It is a personal Twitter account. However, you can catch me streaming very rarely, but most likely raid nights I will be streaming, and nice. I'm very happy to answer questions about priests. You can find me at twitch.tv slash marigoldau. Wonderful. And Josh, where can people find you? Uh, main place, I guess, is Twitter. I'm not very good at the Twitter thing. I need to get better at it, but it's um, Matthews9292. Um... I do not stream at the moment. A couple of other people uh, stream in my guild. Um, that guild is Pixel on Frostmorn. If you guys want to say hi, um, I will tweet people that stream if you want to watch. Um, I think they're all DPS at the moment, so they're not great to watch, but you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's it mainly. Fantastic. And I'll put links to um, both Ivy and Josh's details in the show notes um, again when we pop that up. Um, as for the show, uh, thank you very much for listening. Thank you so much to the people who have come out to hang out with us in chat. Um, it's been great seeing some of Josh's guildies here. <laughs> it's always nice to have the guildies come along. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, <laughs> they seem like a good bunch. Um, so yeah, so for Battle Tagged, if you want to say hello, suggest a topic for a future episode or uh, whatever, um, you can get in touch with us in a whole bunch of different ways. Um, we record the show live uh, every second week at twitch.tv slash battle tagged. That's at 8 p.m. Sydney time. Um, so yeah that's what you can do that and vods are available of the previous episodes um there as well so you can you know join in the full experience and not just the cut down short um podcast version the podcast itself is available on itunes and stitcher uh you can download the show from uh battletagged.com.au you can email us battletagged at gmail.com um as for the twitters we are at battletagged who would have thunk it uh neuro my lovely co-host who's off moving house and having a baby is at neuro burning rom and i am at cinder underscore tweets um i will 
be streaming the crap out of the new rage because uh, that's what I do. Um, and that is twitch.tv slash cinder underscore streams. Um, wow, that's the first time that I've spoken so long that the outro music ran out. Sorry about that. <laughs> Um, but that is it for the show. Thank you again, Ivy. Thank you again, Josh. And thank you, Chat, for joining us. And uh, we will catch you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. See ya. Bye.